Hello there, welcome to What The Fat. Today we've got a full house, we are all here and we've got an awesome, amazing, um, very, very fun special guest in Queenie who is a YouTuber and an EA game changer. We talk about the Ultimate Screen promo, we talk about the new Icon SBCs and we talk a bit about Gamescom and the capture event and how the game is different from that how we think the game might progress to be similar to what it was at those capture events and we talk about the feedback process a bit more of being a game changer and we get a different perspective on being a game changer we've had a few game changes on in the past so we always like to get a different perspective and find it interesting you can find Queenie on Twitter at Football Queenie with a Y and at Football Queen on YouTube. She does a lot of um, career mode videos and some Ultimate Team videos. We will be retweeting her and linking her in our Twitter. So a huge thanks to Queenie for being a guest this week. But before we got onto the episode, as a group, we decided that we felt the need to. Uh, just say quickly that sometimes things happen that put this all into perspective they put you know football into perspective at the end of the day we're just playing a game football FIFA and we're just having fun and it doesn't really mean that much sometimes Um, so we'd like to give our thoughts and prayers and our hopes to Glenn Hoddle and the family of Glenn Hoddle and hope for a speedy recovery he is an english footballing legend he's an icon if you will so we wish him a speedy recovery but also we send our hopes and prayers and thoughts um, and best wishes to leicester city football club to the people of the club to the family of those affected after an awful tragedy that happened sometimes like i said things just put football and fever into perspective but yeah, thank you all for listening and we hope you enjoy the episode. But first, it's Infrared Flare. Hello there, welcome to What The Fart. Today, I'm here with Steve. Hello there, everyone. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. How's everyone? Awesome. I'm also here with Adam. Hello, I finally got a new mic, so you can hear me normally. I don't sound um, like I'm a mile away. To be fair, last week you just sounded loud. I think that's the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and we have a super awesome special guest, EA Game Changer. It is Queenie. Hello. Hello. Really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Yep, all good. Excited to get going. Right. So, first, um, first thing of order is... There is a new patch out, which we have on PC, and I believe is coming to console very soon. 
Um, Monday, I reckon. Monday, okay. And so the key things are basically that they've decided to destroy overhead kicks. Are we happy with this? Okay, so first of all, um, I wanted to know what Queenie thought about the FIFA 19 gameplay in general because everyone has a different opinion. But the patch is not has not changed anything. The only thing it's changed is that overhead kicks don't always go in. So any other volley, as long as it's not overhead height, will still go in with the same magic wizardry certainty. So it's yeah. just overhead kicks. So, um, so and now does... high, high agility players do them automatically and you can't turn them off, which is super annoying. Yes. So last night I decided to just try and test some overhead kicks, try them from every corner. And uh, Eric Bailey scored a timed finish, beautiful overhead kick like I've never seen before. So overhead kicks probably still need some work. Um, I I used Bale because obviously I've got a Bale and he right. whacked in an overhead kick cheese from a corner yeah. and I was like, oh, nothing's changed there. No. So, uh, yeah, Queenie, what do you feel about the uh, FIFA gameplay in general? Yeah, I think obviously overhead kicks are an issue and I think that's mainly related to the fact that, in my opinion, what EA has tried to do this year round is make the game a little more arcadey again because that has been something a lot of people wanted to see again with overhead kicks and the flick-up system and all of that, which I think is perfectly all right. But I agree, having people like Eric Bailly scoring perfect overhead kicks is not ideal in a game that should be fairly realistic. Um, but besides that, I think the main issue for me, besides really fine and dribbling and all of that, is interceptions being in the sense that balls just bounce back to your opponents very, very often. That's at least what I experience. I think is something they should definitely work on because it, it can be very frustrating when defending. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. That sometimes it just feels like no matter what your defender does, they can't get the ball back. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I'm really good at taking advantage of is because of the way my high press is, is that I literally can pin people in for 15-minute in-game periods. Just keep getting the ball. Every time they intercept, it comes to me. They can't control it because there's someone on them straight away. And I do think that it is, it's to do with the control, isn't it? Because the first control has been turned down. So on every interception, because the ball's not directly coming to them, the first touch is bad. And it means that it's more realistic in a way, but it's also less realistic because professional footballers can control that ball. So, yeah, it is, it's a bit of a doomed if you do, doomed if you don't. Uh, it's also weird as well that they've tried to make the game more KD, but they've, what I think they've done is they've tried to make it more, um, like, make it better for five-second bites so that you can share it. So the game is less arcadey in the fact that they've slowed it down and they've made it try to make it more realistic that way. But then they've also tried to keep in the ridiculous goals. So like El Tornadoes are very easy to score, overhead kicks, scorpion kicks, all that sort of thing. And I think that they're, they're trying too hard to please everyone. They should pick a crowd. So they should either be like, we're going to make this as real as possible or we're going to go massively arcadey. Let's have 55 goals a game. 
No, I agree with that. Um, obviously, we've also seen, I think, school moves have always been effective if you master them. But this year round, I feel like every single skill move, if you know how to do them effectively, they will work. Though that can be very entertaining for people to watch, especially. Again, that's something that doesn't seem too realistic. You don't normally see a lot of players um, doing skill moves in-game in real life. Obviously, Neymar and so on do it every now and then. But yeah, I agree on the whole that they should pick crowd in, in the sense that they should develop one coherent game that isn't two different ways of programming the game, if that makes sense. Um, but I guess it's just trying to please a large amount of people, which ends up in pleasing nobody, really, because it's just a half-baked game. Yeah, like you say about the skill moves, um, yesterday I was just doing, to waste time in a weekend league game, I was doing like drag, <laughs> um, drag backs and Berber swings with Florenzi. And I don't know if anyone watches... Roma as much as I do but I've never seen Florenzi do a Berber spin or a drag back but he's got four star skills somehow and I think that says it all really I, I, so I mean I don't like the skill moves this year it's really weird like last year I feel like I, I don't know if I've mastered them but I've got pretty close to mastering them especially like I had about six moves that were really effective and this year i my problem this year with the skill moves is that they have slowed uh, with the whole game being slowed down, but they've just slowed down in animations instead of like, you know, recapturing. And I don't think it's that hard to recapture these moves, but you recapture the moves, you make them a bit more authentic where they're not just the perfect iteration. I, I reckon every skill move should have five recorded, like, you know, like um, motion captures of it. Five so, ways uh, to do it. Yeah. So that, that way, every time you do a flip flap, it's not going to be the exact same because now that I've got the flip-flaps down on this um, game, especially with, like, Douglas Costa, for instance, I'll cook it someone every time. Like, it, I can't really lose the ball with a flip-flap. I know when to time it. But if he was, if it was unpredictable and it might, like, ping off a little bit wrong, I wouldn't be able to time it and it would just be, you know, something that you use every now and then and you're like, wow, that was amazing. I managed to pull off a flip-flap. But it's like, just, you know, do it every that, five that seconds. That is the thing, isn't it? No, no footballer can do the same identical flip flap ten times in a row, but on no. FIFA you can. Um, it's like the thing with um, Rainbow Flick when I do it to you all the time, and it's yes. just a timing thing, and it's not like you know. Well, do you remember you... last year with the flicks over the head? Yeah, I mean, is is the thing is like you'll see one Rainbow Flick a year, like in the whole of football, you'll see one successful Rainbow Flick. Yeah, but yeah, you'll see like one a game on foot champs yeah so i don't know it's one of them where i i i prefer i prefer the football football style but i also do like the skill moves and stuff like it's very it's very difficult i mean it's i wouldn't want to be able to be the one that picks how to do it to be honest so queenie i want we wanted to ask you how different you think the game feels now to how it feels when you first played it, like at Gamescom and such, before it came out? Yeah, uh, very, very, very different. I think I said that many times on Twitter as well. It felt different between Gamescom and the actual capture events, but that was because the Gamescom version really was like an alpha version, I think they called it. Okay. When we went to Berlin then, the actual game, that's what they said at least, and it felt Perfect. I don't think you can actually create the perfect uh, video game. So disregarding some minor issues, there was definitely no 
overhead kicks in the in the way we have them now and there weren't as many deflections as I see them now when I play the game and as well because now obviously people try to just let the AI defend because it's far more effective but there we actually had to defend ourselves which was quite interesting because it created more of a skill gap and especially because none of us had actually played the real game yet it was field really because you didn't really know how to, to play it but still if you've mastered certain parts of the game you definitely had an advantage so I feel like that's what they they say they haven't changed anything but there clearly has been a change connected to us having played at a LAN event so I feel like they are I don't know how to explain this but what I have is whenever something changes and I feel like changes occur from day to day there's no transparency as to what exactly they have changed. And even though these pitch notes have now been released, I don't feel like you can actually follow how gameplay is evolving, if that makes sense. And the same goes for us having played at Berlin and then later on the game that got released to all of you. Yeah. I, I, I've got to agree. That, do you know what, right? We used to have someone, and it was less so in FIFA 18, but we used to have a friend who in FIFA 17 would swear to like the lord that some days they just turn players off and he'd be like one day Marguerro can finish and one day he cannot and i do wonder if they do make small little changes and they just don't say they just turn little things off and test it and then it's funny the person that you're speaking of says the exact same bloody thing to me now constantly yeah. and like... I, do you know do you know it's really weird that they had this really polished because everyone by all accounts said that, that game was really put, polished off at the capture event and then now, everyone says that the game is half finished. Um, it's obviously difficult to say because we only had two or three days to play the game. And I think what Corey and so on always say is that because we only had that limited amount of time, we might not have actually noticed all of these issues at that point. The only which might be the case, but the only so. thing I would say is I noticed overhead kicks within two hours of the game. Yes, and mm. it was very obvious. I didn't think it was... Because the thing was with overhead kicks is that you literally did it on accident on your first corner. Yes. You'd be like, wham, Van Dyke, overhead kick, I'm amazing. And then when you've done it the eighth time, you'd be like, oh, oh no, owed it. Oh, <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> um, I think that one of the things that I found quite, um, I don't know, weird is that Every every sort of year that we play this game, you do hear like some very common things like, "Oh yeah, this happens, this happens, this happens." But you're so, like, it's it's weird actually because I haven't really heard any other people say, but the game does feel like it changes day to day, like massively changes day to day. Is it, you know, there's days where your players feel like they're just being switched off, as Steve said. By well, Steve was quoting someone else, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's difficult for them to really show everything they do with the game. And I'm pretty sure that they're constantly changing mechanisms, not because they want us to feel bad about how we play, whatever, but because they obviously want to try and create the best game they can. It translates to us not really knowing how to use certain mechanisms effectively throughout because there are minimal changes made to the game. I, I've got to agree with you there. I think that... Um... One of the funny things for me is that, um, and I, like, it's funny that um, we've heard so many people now that from the capture event say, "Yeah, you know, it was a different game, and you know, this and this, and like, you know, some things that uh, 
they're saying that we're better. But my thing is that, and I, I feel sorry for um, EA here because they have to release an episodic game every single year. They have to make a FIFA. It's not that they can go this year. Can we just keep FIFA 18 and just update it? For instance, they have to make a new one each year. And there is features in these games that uh, haven't even been unlocked. For instance, there's player traits like dives, um, some other ones as well. There's, you know, like the little traits that each player has. There's there's certain traits that just haven't been added to the game because of the fact that it's hard to implement them or they're worried that the community might take them the wrong way. And, you know, I, I think that the game that you guys got to play maybe was a more advanced version of what we did without certain patches, if that makes sense. I think it's obviously difficult to say if there really was a difference now because it just felt the way maybe there was no difference and we're just having like, I don't know, we don't really get the game in the way that we played it there because we play it more now or something. Earthy on that point that it's 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 likely that maybe we played a different version which had certain things that we don't have now, which may well be added later on or which have been taken out because they feel like it doesn't fit into the game or something. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. I mean, it's sometimes. It's sometimes easy for you know us the community to be like oh yeah they're they're not putting this in because of this or something but like for instance they put diving in and you will never hear the end of like the complaints and the praising it will just be a shitstorm a literal shitstorm because of the fact that you know diving is something I don't think they can ever implement into the game because it would be crazy but they've at least looked into it I mean at least from what I can see from you know, looking into the game and seeing some of the code and stuff, they've at least looked into it, but they just can't implement it without it being a, a war. And I think the same goes for basically every single other feature because every single time they implement something new, they create a new part of Ultimate Team or whatever it may be, there would always be people that think that that's a really good addition and others who just don't want to have that feature i think it's a waste of time a waste of space whatever and that's just always going to be there and i really try i think they've tried to that everyone will like in a certain way no one will ever like the whole game i think they've really tried to implement certain things people have been asking for for a while and i think yeah. you have to keep that I'll, in mind and applaud that as well yeah and i, I do think as well so do you like there's always one shot that people say is overpowered, but it's not like it like there's not one one shot that's like overpowered if that makes sense. It's just that one shot goes in more often than the others, if that makes sense. And so everyone wants to abuse that one. So last year it was low driven. Um but this year it's finesse. But with this year, I've really noticed that finesse is uh, is the defender's fault. If you're not covering that person, that animation takes longer. So, like, it's your fault, if that makes sense. So, yeah, like, exactly. but people complain that finesse shots are overpowered, but it's not. It's that you're not defending finesse shots. So it's an auto goal because they're trying to pass it into their nets, like real life, like, get over yourselves. And so I do think, like, you and know. also, good enough keepers actually save them in this game. Like, oh, well, you can move your keeper, but then that creates another problem. I think with every single part of the game, unless it's really like a bug, I saw some people posting footage where I think that one player flew through the air. And <laughs> yes, the crowd. 
you can't do anything against that that's not your fault plainly but with like certain shots and as you just mentioned especially the flesh shot if you don't position your defender the correct way and as annoying it may seem in the moment it is probably your fault the opponent is just really good at like perfecting those specific shots um, so even though, as I said, it might seem a little annoying and I get worked up when I play the game sometimes as well, but most of the time it's because you've made a mistake and not because the game has made a mistake. So when you get worked up, do you shout at the, do you, are you, do you shout at it? Do you like shout down your mic, effing AIDS and all this sort of thing? Uh, no, not really. No. <laughs> I do. I've only person that gets angry internally than externally if that makes sense I don't really shout around I feel like very motivated to keep on playing and feel like I just want to shut down my console and, and do something else um, <laughs> do you rage quit um I have every now to be honest with you when I have games where I just completely fall apart it does not happen too often. I do sometimes just rage quit because I can't do it anymore. Because I know I'm completely, I'm, I'm, my mindset is completely wrong and I won't ever get back into the game. And yeah. I just don't really see a point in playing on when you're like five nil down or something. So someone, well, against, fair enough. someone against Michael um, was losing, uh, not losing, they uh, were drawing with Michael and they conceded mm-hmm. a penalty in weekend league last week and then they tabbed out. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah, Um, We should explain. He was taken. We should explain that pressing Alt Tab on your keyboard um, instantly cuts you out the game. It's the same as pulling the cord out the back of um, on PC. Yeah. As soon as you tab out, yeah. So, yeah. So we don't rage quit. We just Alt Tab, and then we're like, bye. (laughs) But the reason for that is because of the fact that if you could tab out, the the thinking I think from EA, and I, you know, this is just me guessing, but you could tab out and edit the game as it's playing and if you can do that sort of thing then it makes it very easy for cheaters the problem that i have i think that you should be able to tab out especially if you're in a pause menu to quickly check on something you know for, you could have a million reasons why you need to tab out but um but it stops smart cheaters. enough no but it doesn't stop cheaters because if you're really smart enough you can do it from a remote machine anyway so you don't need to tab out you just need the laptop to your left but it yeah. doesn't make any difference anyway we hit thingy Digressing. Yeah, sorry. But yeah. So right, okay. Um, well, one person that does like no, the gameplay is Andy Carroll. One thing we need to talk about though is okay. the really annoying thing on the patch where now, if you change, so if you like before, do you know? So on your one, Queenie, if you change your like, if I change Ben Yedder, who's my striker, to right wing, and then subbed off my striker for Lozano. Because of the way that it works, it would put Lozano on the wing and leave Ben Yedder up front, right? So EA have tried to stop this in the most frustrating way possible, and that is that now you have to change your tactics for every scenario that you... So do you know you have like attacking, ultra-attacking, and defensive, super-defensive, whatever it is? Yeah. yeah. You have to change your tactics for every one now in a 30-second pause. Otherwise, you can't change it properly. That was otherwise it will revert to the original. Yeah, tactic. otherwise it revert to it's fucking annoying. It's I've not... heard a lot of people say that. Yeah, to be honest with you, I just don't really change anything in game at all. Like I don't swap any players in. 
Oh, really? No, and I don't change tactics at all. Oh, foot tactician is going to be irate when he listens. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I just, I've just never used it. And I, it probably makes a big difference if you actually know how to do it. I mean, I know how to do it, but I've just never done it, really. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Okay, okay. Yeah. But it's just one of the annoying things you've got to look forward to in the te- when the uh, when the new patch comes to you. Indeed. Okay. Balls in. <laughs> Moving on, there is a new Icon SBC out. Yay. Tom, you cut out then. Okay. Moving on, there is a new Icon squad building challenge out. Yay. Is anyone else's underwhelmed by this as me? Ferdinand looks better than Herrero, so if you've got Herrero, you might feel pissed off. You mean he Hero, whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, um, there is one good thing about it. There's a particularly, uh, not cheap cheap, but there's a reasonably cheap um, 50k pack to be had. Um, Again, because it's the same requirements, isn't it? Just get free discard team of the weeks and, you know, well, just we should have to do it. you can. We said how to do it last week, didn't we? You yeah. French team, you should do the same thing again. I had three untradeable um, team of the week, so it cost me pay. So, do you do a lot of uh, SBCs, Queenie? Um, not really, no. I just, I don't buy any FIFA points. And because I don't play the game as often as other people probably do at the moment, because I'm obviously at uni, um, I don't have the coins really to invest into prime icons and all of that. So I don't really do too many now. Uh, so we we don't do a lot of the we don't do the prime icon ones. A lot of the ones we do, we just do green ones, marquee matchups, like the easier ones. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Adam did Gelson Martin's one to watch. Um but we, we like to keep an eye on them. A lot of they improved marquee matchups this week. They made it hard to do and they made it decent rewards. That was good. Yeah, not bad at all, actually. No. Um, yeah, the rewards were a bit better this week. I wonder if that's because of the... I don't know, not why. Is there... Do you think there's a reason why? I think I think they did it because a lot of people complained last week. Simple as that. EA I think listened that to... I think EA listened, yeah. And the Scream SBCs were quite good as well, actually, to be fair to them. They were pretty decent. I would do that's them fair. if you can, because they're like... The thing is, like... So we all play a lot every week, so we always have the coins to do it. And the more SBCs you do, the more you acquire more cards to do more SBCs. Does that make sense? So, yeah. yeah. So it's just basically the more you play it, the more you... It's a big snowball effect. And if you're Steve, you will pack Inform Lewandowski. Yeah, I picked Inform Lewandowski last week. Not pick, packed. Whatever. Yeah, you didn't didn't get him in a player pick. You actually packed him. I, I in actually a proper packed pack. him and sold him so quickly. Um, you did pack him as a tradable item as well. Yeah, yeah. no, I only pa- I only packed him as a tradable item, not as- yeah. only as a tradable item. So I got um gold one last week. So I got like two ultra, well, ultra whatever they're called, two jumbo rare, and then yeah. I got and because I did so many, because obviously like when you do thirty games, you automatically get um tier three and div two basically. So then you get right, another two rare. Um, foot rivals, so then you get another two rare player packs and a mega pack, and so yeah. like you're bound to pull something good, basically. Yeah, true. I okay. feel like division rivals packs are always better than the actual weekend league packs. Like, I, I, don't, agree. I never get anything in weekend league packs. Yeah, I agree. Oh, really? I've never had anything good in 
um, weekend league packs, but for the rivals packs a couple of weeks ago, I packed um, Harry Kane, Marshall, and the week before I packed um, Icardi and um, Milinkovic Savic when he was still worth money. Yeah, the Lewandowski was from a. I so I like I have a theory. I'm gonna I tell I'm gonna tell everyone my theory now. This is gonna be like this might get myth busted, but I think it's a lot luckier to hold load of packs and open all your packs at once than open them when you get them. So so I held all my div rival rewards up until I got my um did marquee matchups, did all the other SBCs, and got my um. Weekly weekend league rewards. So the last pack I opened was a mega pack from Division Rivals, and that was the Lewandowski. So I'd actually like to lend credence to that one um, because I've done a lot of packs, especially um, as you guys know, the two rare player untradeable packs. And so this year I've opened hundreds upon hundreds of packs because of these two rare play uh, goal players. And it seems like, I don't know, it's like every seven for eight pack, it, it like... The luck jumps. I, I don't know whether or not that's definite, but like you'll chomp through. So I reckon if you've got a load stacked up, it's not that you're bound to hit something, but mathematically it does get a lot more likely that you'll hit something good. Well, it's it's like the odds, isn't it? Yeah. Like you got a 1% chance of getting that in a pack, but it means you got a 1% chance 100 times if you open 100 packs. It exactly. doesn't mean you have a 100% chance. So in theory, you should get it, but you can't guarantee it. It was a... Um interesting team of the week this week is that fair yeah uh, no they all sucked i got the best pool that you could get and i fucking sold it as quick as i could yeah it was quite evenly spread out meaning it was evenly rubbish all throughout see i have so, to say i actually liked it ah why I'm, i think i like cheapness you in there this week like lala i it's yeah, he looks brilliant on the right back position. Darbeck from Hoffenheim looks pretty good, I think. He's got good okay. and good pace, reasonable defending. Yeah, as a right back in that league, there aren't that many fantastic right backs in that league. I think he might be one of the best options. For the record, I'm never trying to pronounce that name now that you said it like that. I'm not sure if that's how you actually say it. That's just how I'm going to say it. I'm sorry if I butchered that one. but No, I don't think you butchered that one. I think you flawlessly, <laughs> and I'm not even going to attempt. Um, yep. <laughs> it was, the, the Fabian is actually a cheap beast as well. He's like um, Milinkovic light. So he's six foot two. He doesn't have much jump, but he has everything else. He's actually pretty good. And I'm not just saying that because I have one in my in my uh, team. In my... No, he looks decent because obviously he's got good shooting. I think I would play him more as a cam than a centre mid. Yeah, 100%. Like Milinkovic, I'd play him as a cam. I'd play him as what? a thing. Nah, have you Milinkovic seen is a CDM. Uh, yeah, I He was him. a cam last year. Um, he was a cam on FIFA last year. Is there anyone? I mean, Lewandowski. Right, I have a, I have an issue, and because you're because you're a game changer, Queen, and you have to report this. Back oh to yes, EA. the same issue yeah. as I have. What the fuck are they doing with team of the weeks and upgrades? Like these upgrades are shit. Pardon my French, but they're not very good. Like, how can you spend three hundred and fifty k on Lewandowski, like extra Lewandowski, when all you get is like plus one pace and like plus two passing? Yeah. <sighs> I saw this as well, especially with regard to 
the Champions League cards and how some informs it is a Champions League card but cost way more for some reason. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't make much sense. I agree. I, I'll pass it on. I'm sure they'll be very interested in it and try to implement it instantly. But no. <laughs> just um, give everyone. Pl- but it used to be good when they used to like so boost yeah. someone's stats up. They used to give them other random random stats. So like Benteke one year had like plus night had like kept getting like plus five jumping every time. So at the end he had like 99 jumping, 99 strength, and was just my hero. You gotta love them though, haven't you? Like, yeah, I, but, but I you like can't get the them anymore. You, you can't get them anymore though, because and also the Champions League cards have ruined all of the high-rated informs. So like Mbappe team of the week is equal to the Champions League one. It's basically the same. Lewandowski is basically equal to the Champions League one. If Bale gets one, if blah 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 gets one, if Coutinho gets one, they're all just gonna be equal to the Champions League one. So it's not even really that new of a card. And yeah. oh my Which... god, if you, if you oh. look at uh, Marshall, just what's the point? He's like five times the price, and he's got like plus two finishing, plus two interceptions. Like, I just don't think yeah. he's value for money. Yeah, especially Marshall because they would know that a lot of people would like to have him in the club if he's got a significant upgrade, and they're not upgrading him by that much. Just stupid yeah. because I feel like they're always looking at people. Uh, people to get more packs and buy more FIFA points. Why not actually upgrade these players by quite a bit more? And people definitely want to actually pack those players more than they do now and will spend more points and all of that. So I don't really know what the rationale is behind this. Maybe they don't want there to be as high rated players as early on in the game because obviously that was a bit of an issue, I think, last year. But overall, I agree. They are some some interesting upgrades if that makes sense maybe, maybe what they wanted to do was they wanted everyone to have a fair shot at getting overpowered card, like good cards like um high rated cards like in um relativity so they've just got the like use the champions because champions league is the bar and no one's really surpassing that bar other than icons so like maybe that's what they've done but I, I honestly thought they could have made the team of the weeks one on the Champions League card and no one would have complained. But yeah. that's just me. So, yeah. I mean, especially if you just look at Lewandowski, for example, if you compare the Champions League card and the Inform card, there's just barely any difference. And that's why they're, they're basically the same price, but it's completely stupid to have two cards in them because basically relevant because we've yeah. already got the card. Yeah, it's like, you mm. know, they're, they're exactly the same. Like at least with like, and it, like you could get excited for a certain info. And the thing is as well, a lot of the top rated, all the top rated players nearly pay for the Champions League teams, so they've all already got that upgrade. So they already need like the best Ronaldo on the market at the moment isn't the one to watch. It's the Champions League, yeah. And that's interesting and weird. But I mean, maybe they have a plan. I but said, remember so, that those Champions League ones just have plus one on every stat, and the team of the weeks will have like varied stats at least. No, but they're not that varied. They're only like plus two at most, Adam. So really, oh, that's really, very yeah. depressing. It's nothing. They've done. Okay. Do you know, like, so you don't get like plus five passing and stuff. It's not like the screen cards, which we're going to talk about in a minute, yes. where <laughs> they do actual boosts. Yeah, I agree. So. You briefly mentioned that they have once again changed or 
Um, I can't remember the word they used, but they've altered the ultimate screen cards. Shapeshifted. That is the word. They've made Mandzukic fast, and they've made Diego Costa OP, and Mm -hmm. Fellaini OP, and several other players look good. OP in quotation marks, please, Tom, because they're still wank. I'm sorry. No, they're not. Sorry. They're still wank. All right, Diego Costa's not wank. Fine. Have your Diego Um, Costa. Right, okay, everyone so else I've got one. Diego Costa, and I can explain this in um, two... Well, no, I'm just going to say it. I played four games with him, and he's got 13 goals. And, really? yeah, he's unstoppable. He's unplayable. Um, he had five goals in one game. You just can't stop him. He's 94 strength, 91 pace, and 90 shooting. Put Hunter on him, and he's 99 pace. And, you know, oh, no, the agility's not good. The balance is not good. It doesn't matter. He, he eats people. He, like... Sergio Ramos couldn't stop him. And Ramos is one of the, what, top three, four defenders in the whole game? Not, not including icons. Maybe top one, if you take out the icons. No, Varane and MT, oh, man. He's better than MT. And he, could, he couldn't do anything against Diego Costa. Diego Costa just shoved him away like he was like he was a toy. And he just banged it in the top corner, left foot, right foot, doesn't matter. He, look, even if it's for a week, it's worth it. He's so good. Yeah, Adam, you've got to sell him before he gets bit by a werewolf. I, I might not even, because so. I want him... I'll keep him in the team, re-put Talisca back in, and then just wait. Honestly, it's worth it. It's actually worth it. I, I'm just going to consider him untradeable. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's how good he is. Okay, That's speaking of trading is. Halloween cards, there was something I noticed this week happened, and it was several traders appear to collude together to essentially create some fake hype about the cards shape-shifting before they did. Um, and then a lot of them created this hype, sold into said created hype, where they're all sharing, like, fake Photoshop pictures of all them all, and, like, oh, is this going to be... Is, like, this player going to have this? And this is, like, three days before they actually changed the thing. Then they all sold into the hype, and then... Nothing changed. And then they all went, look at how much money I've made from selling these cards in the hype. And then what made, what made me laugh was on Friday, when they did shapeshift, they was all sad because they'd already sold into the hype. But then they were like, oh, but then the money didn't change. And then they were yeah. like, oh, yeah, we told you sell into the hype. And that has been that sell into the hype is like the bullshit get out clause. Like, yeah. do you know the insurance clause that is, it was not an act of God. There, It was an act of God, therefore you're not insured. Selling to the hype is the same, it was an act of God, bullshit, don't buy it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, don't, I don't want to spend too long, too long. on this. No, but, but because we did a we, whole pod where we spoke about it. But basically, but, again, it was a case of several traders colluding together to influence even just a few hundred people into selling their cards... To like, or to wanting to buy cards, sorry, at a higher price because a few hundred people looking for a specific card drives the price right up. Mm. That's it, and that is it. It doesn't take a lot for a move like a movement to snowball. If a card starts going up 1k, people are like, Oh, shit, I need to buy this now. Then it starts going up 2k, 3k, 4k, and then it creates its own hype. It's fucking yeah. scary what it can do. Like, it's like real markets, it's yeah, it's awful, and people are going to get. Then people do get caught on the wrong side of it. Like you can lose loads of money. It's yeah. terrible. But <clears throat> and again, I don't want to talk about it too much. But we need to stop these leaks as well for like team of the week and stuff. I know EA did it this week. 
but <laughs> we yeah. need to this needs to stop like we don't we don't want any more leaks like yeah it is yeah. stop i think as i mentioned that is a point that we have addressed there are a couple of people that really feel strongly about that and in the end, I mean, we personally can't do anything about that. Of course, I yeah, of course, of course. I don't know where those. I think it's mainly Spanish accounts, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like it's mainly Spanish accounts for some reason. That's interesting. But, so, um, but yeah. So on FIFA 17, I remember there was a uh, Reddit guy who I believe he actually got fired by EA because he basically put the thing I'm saying, yeah, that was my last one. I no longer like I'm allowed access to the team of the week. But don't you remember every morning um, on a Wednesday, guys, I'd send you a picture from Reddit of a guy who just put the team of the week up on Reddit? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was always right. And he even, there was the week where they did the right wing Dybala when he played Cam. And I was like, this is fake. Like, this is never the right leak. And then he released his right wing and then they changed it to camp. But no, that was that was left wing. The, when they was changed it left it. wing? Was it left yeah, wing? It was, yeah, either way. He did, a right, he did a right wing one that stayed and a left wing one that changed. Yeah. But, um, and of course, this week, just gone, there was a leak of this team of the week, which EA did themselves by accident. You could go into the app, you could go into the game, and it would say, Get the team of the week now. And it had Lewandowski, Mares, and I can't remember the other guy. Um, which, of course, that meant the Mares one to watch rocketed Martial. up in price. Martial. Mares one to watch rocketed up in price. Just, yeah, leaks yeah. aren't good. <clears throat> but leaks are not good. I mean, I appreciate that, like, obviously, yeah, game changers can't do a lot. You can only just say that it's thing because they're not the ones leaking it. It's yes. Someone... The thing, what I don't get, what they should, what I think they should do with the team of the week is there's obviously like loads of people that know they should leak, they should tell five different people, five different team of the weeks, and then see what one ends up as the fucking one, and then when that one ends up as the fucking leak, they'd be like, right, you're fired, right? Get them in an Alan Sugar boardroom and be like, right, what well, one of you dickheads leaked this, right? Make a few hilarious puns and then be like, you're fired, and then that should be the end of it. That should be it done, right? That's what they should do. They should like have five different team of the weeks ready, and then like where everyone gets leaked, fire the person that does it, and then that's it. Fair enough. But yeah, so um, Queenie, you just said is that is that a topic amongst game changes that you've been talking about quite a bit at the moment? Is like leaks and trying to stop them. I think people have started talking about it right at the beginning of the game because released a code or something in which one could see that there was going to be a play of the month for the Bundesliga. Obviously knew that was a new addition to the game, which we didn't have beforehand, which would have been a nice surprise. But everyone knew at the beginning of the game already because someone leaked that information. So it's definitely something people have brought up a number of times. How EA is going to go about it, I don't know. And if they, I don't know if they're going to change anything internally. Because it has to be someone who works there who gives out the information. I don't see how anyone else would have been able to get the information otherwise. Um, but as I said, we, we can't do much more than we'll see what they do about it then. Imagine if the whole time it's the cleaner. <laughs> there's, just, there's just like a, there's just some poor like guy who's a receptionist who just overhears stuff and it's just on his phone like oh Lewandowski team of the week oh like Bundesliga player of the month that's interesting like I don't even and, like FIFA, but I'll just tell my friends. 
Yeah, well, we all find out that he's got an account where he's made over 100 billion on it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's selling all of his coins to a mogger or something. No, he, wow. they, clean, they clean his ass for an unlocked account and they said no, and he went, fine, I'll my way. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Six Ronaldo's, please. And a bucket cool. of KFC. <laughs> okay, right, right, I think we should move on. Um, are we going to talk about the Continental Cup, the pro scene? Ah, yes. So okay. has anyone watched any of the Continental Cup? Um, I've seen clips of AIDS, I think is the way. Oh, my it. Lord. This game is not eSports ready. There's been a load of... I mean, a lot of them, there's not been as much overhead kick abuse and stuff like that from what I've seen, but there's been videos. There's one where our... His name is like, oh, his name is weird because his name is R double T T. So I don't know if he's R double T or R double T T, but that's his name. And he was playing Rick, who's a Dutch gamer. And basically, Courtois decided he didn't want to pick up the ball on a shot. Yeah. So it went in. And it oh, was. I saw that. It was absolutely shocking. And there has been a few, there's been a few of things like that of defenders just leaving the ball and there's been a pro on goal. And like, this is an esports event. People are playing for money. Like, it's not fair. Yeah. It's, so, not, it's not good. Steven, you was watching me play when I was streaming the other day and you saw uh, the goal I conceded where Bernatia literally just dived to the floor to like duck under the ball. Yeah, he did. He literally, it was from one of them corners. And the guy just did, Benatia decided he didn't want anything of it. But like I said, I'm really good at scoring these aids, so keep them in. Can I I say something? You know what, you keep saying this um, esports ready, and I think you're 100% right, because we're not getting to the kind of prize money yet where we could start comparing it to some of the League of Legends or World Series of Poker. But they don't get the fucking viewers, so that's no, but, but No, 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 but fair enough, but, you know, it's it's growing, you know. It's it's, it's yeah. Begun. That's fine. Could you imagine the shitstorm if two people are playing in the League of Legends final, right? And they're playing for fifteen million dollars, and um, you know, like one of their one of their people just takes off and head kicks another one of their <laughs> teammates. It would be it would be like the biggest news in Korea, right? And if the World Series of Poker, can you imagine if the card machine just like chewed one of the cards that you needed? Uh, <laughs> He just chewed it up, and the guy was like, "Oh, sorry, that's just the way it goes." Wow. Yes, my friend is EA <laughs> But like, you know, like, yes, the game needs a little bit more refinement before we can go thinking. And also, like, look, but I've on pushed... League of Legends and stuff, though, they don't release a new game every year. So and that's a... that's what I was going to push for. Um, I honestly believe that. The time has st- the time is coming where we do not need a new game every year. We just pay a subscription, we get the bloody game, you know, come in, and they agree to make sure that the transfers are updated, and they will add some features and stuff like that. But generally speaking, we get the same game for the next three, four years. Everybody can get used to it. Those that complain about it, well, you know, there will be patches and things like that. But stop messing around with it this one seems to be one that a lot of people like so let's not let's not mess around with it and let's just keep it you know going because that way you do get a competitive esport because when there are real terrible exploitable blocks the devs will just cut them out because it matters too much yeah what do you think queenie yeah i think esports scenes for particular games develop incrementally 
And at this point, we're at a stage where it's quite new still. I mean, if we look at Weekend Leak, when that was introduced, that's not too long ago, is it? A couple of years. Yeah. And I like the weights for the game to grow organically in that respect. And although that might seem frustrating, as you said, we are not even close to the prize sums that other games are looking at already, but they have been around for a while and they are in itself completely different games, style of games. Yeah. Games in general. I don't really look at a lot of other ones like Madden and all of that, but I feel like it's quite difficult to find the right balance in terms of competitive at the same time having this side to it that is non-competitive because we have to bear in mind that a lot of people who play this game play it just for fun and as much about there being a glitch every now and then because that's just part of the game and it's not about them actually winning any money it's about them winning virtual coins (laughs) well i mean that's what it is essentially isn't it Yeah. yeah obviously have made this their job but for that to actually work out perfectly i think as i said we will need more time and ea will have to look into like creating more stable mechanisms but i feel like we have to give them a little more time for that um yeah, yeah i i do but the thing is the thing is i like the idea of having one big game and then what you do is you say at the end of every season um at the end of every season the uh the, the ultimate team the ultimate team resets and then when you so you just say like on whenever the season starts i don't know like you pick the first top season so you don't do it on like the american season you do it on like the top english season and you say all right your team's reset then and then so you can still earn so if you still earn the money from ultimate teams but you keep the same game and then it can because fortnite took like six months to get to like huge e-gaming and Call of Duty releases new games every year, but it's still able to do it, like, at a um, decent competitive level. It's Fortnite as well. I don't really play it too much, but I feel like people complain about that game as well, how it's not eSports ready. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's what I've seen so far. I mean, you get a big yeah. prize in that, though. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, because I, I heard people moaning that, um, like, building is too... Uh, uh, but I don't really follow Fortnite, so I don't really know what they're on about it. Like, building is too overpowered. Da, 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 da. And they launched one gun that was like ridiculously overpowered, didn't they? And they had to withdraw it like the next week. But that's what they do, though. Something becomes overpowered, they withdraw it the next week. And I think that is one of the things where EA is not great. That Does that mean takes... EA are going to withdraw Courtois? Exactly. Um, it's a it's a different game. You can't just. I'm not really defending EA on all points, even though it may seem like it. Um, but. It's really difficult to withdraw, like, the finesse shot, withdraw De Gea. Or Could you imagine? Oh, Can you imagine? Oh, my God, Wait, please, just, please. Just, just, just De Gea, De Gea. <laughs> Tony, I'm not feeling so good. And then he just... <laughs> That's really, really nerdy joke. I'm really yeah. sorry. But he yeah, just disappears. That would be so good. I'm with Queenie. Let's ban players. Oh, my God, oh. we could do, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and have a ban list. Oh, please. <laughs> okay, please, that is officially please. the nerdiest thing I've ever please. heard in this podcast. Oh, we could do it like Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. 
Oh my god! <laughs> Could oh, you imagine just FIFA the seventeen? Could you imagine FIFA seventeen just Musa disappears from your club one day? <laughs> the worst thing would be would be this. No, none of you are going to get this joke, but I don't give a fuck. Is there still be people going on EA like bring Stratos back? Come on! Sorry, that's um, a really nerdy Yu-Gi-Oh joke. So there was a card that got banned like ten years ago, and okay. they could have brought it back like at any stage, but they never did. They just because it was really broken at the time, so they just never would bring it back. And every time they would like release support cards for this like set of hero cards, but they wouldn't ever bring back Strauss. And every time there was a ban list, like Facebook was full of like fifteen-year-olds. Well, they're a bit older now, but 15-year-olds be like, bring Stratos back, man. Come on, bring Stratos back. People with a mental age of 15. <laughs> hey, 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 I'd still play Yu-Gi-Oh. I'd still um, play Yu-Gi-Oh fun. If you're right, a listener, anyway. oh, no, I still find if you're a listener well. and you got that joke and found it funny, please tweet us because we want to speak to you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'll tell you who should be banned. Andy, Andy Carroll! Carroll. <laughs> okay, um, speaking of being banned, come on, this is a great segue. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> uh, can we say his name or can we not say his name? Um, um, Bert. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't, I, I tried to name my club after him and I can't now. That's sort of a joke. <laughs> Um, uh, I can't okay. believe. Do you know what, like n- banning the word Kurt? Can we just say first of all, banning the word Kurt is the most ridiculous thing. What if your name is genuinely fucking Kurt? For goodness' fucking sake! <laughs> right, I, I, right. The day they, but sorry, hang on, um, Queenie, Queenie, sorry, carry on. I, know, I, I just, I feel strongly about this because this is a misconception. It's not about banning the name. They never ban the name Kurt. That is not banned because of him so many different names and you can try it out for yourself when i try to name my club whatever it is football queen or just queenie football something else behind that it's i have it just doesn't get accepted oh so queenie queenie is australian slang for a gay person okay well then take that out even if it's football and something else in one word they don't accept it really not because yeah, so I, I saw a video of um, from Nick Run the Foot Market and he just tried the name like Kurt and it was like, would not allow. I know. Yeah, and it, it doesn't. That is true. But there's a number of different names that aren't allowed. Ah. And that's not yeah, I played oh, some of um... my... I retract my statement then. I apologise oh, if oh, I've been oh, missed yeah. it. But then it, well, EA should tell everyone this. This should be this. This isn't shouldn't be your job to tell everyone. This should have been like. No. Agreed. I, I mean, I didn't say any secrets there, but it's the thing is because I know what people talk about um, in these group chats. This myth just get busted very quickly, but no one kind of carries it out, even though it's nothing really secret. I don't know why that is, but otherwise we would be able to avoid all of these different issues hate sometimes yeah we're gonna uh, have to put on the uh, thing that Stephen got a tulling off <laughs> <laughs> no but no but, no, but this, 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 this kind of environment like this podcast for instance is a good way to get this sort of thing out because you know you're right like there are so many misconceptions i mean scripting obviously is the, is the one but you know there are so many misconceptions about this game 
and it would, you know, I think it is EA's job, but I mean, it's great that, you know, we can have people like yourself that are game changers that can come out and actually be like, no, this is the reason why. And to be honest, this is, I'm guessing from your own research, not because Corey's gone, oh, that's not actually the case. Quick, tell people. But like, you know, it's it's good. You know, we need more people doing it, if anything. But... Uh, so I think this contributed to the freaker hashtag movement. Okay, so and so I, I, I just wanted to outline exactly what we're talking about. I wanted to outline exactly what we're talking about before okay, we carry on. on. So basically, Kurt released a video the other day saying that he's retired. He's been banned for whatever. There's no point in carrying on his season. Goodbye, Aravadachi. Au revoir. He's sorry. He didn't. Goodbye mean... in Maltese. Yeah, he didn't mean like it to be misconstrued in the way it did around the timing of the original video goodbye um and that was it really i i don't think on him we have that much more to say we've said it i'd be interested to hear if queenie you had a lot to say about it what you think he's said um if you found any of it terribly offensive or personally i was really offended by anything he said um because i i didn't really care that much i have to say I think it's just been blown out of proportion because it's the first time that someone who's been vocal about has been criticizing EA quite directly has actually been banned in the consequences of his behavior. And although I have to say, I think it's quite harsh what they've done. Uh, and I think we talked about this before we actually started the podcast, that a relationship of employment between these two parties, that he's not an employee, obviously, because he is basically playing FIFA as his job. And you can't just go around, as we said, harassing the company or people associated with the company, any repercussions to follow. So yeah. I think it was coming. If that was the right decision, I'm not sure. It's surprising, really. But my comeback to that is, as I regularly do bring up Yu-Gi-Oh! and UFC a lot, <laughs> um, like in any other sort of like one-on-one sort of competition where people feel like they're hard done by it and it's run by an organization that's not necessarily paying them directly like Kurt like EA aren't paying Kurt so he's not really an employee like I get that he's paying their game but like it's like the UFC if someone was a fighter and they said this rule is a bullshit rule eventually if enough fighters say it it will get changed and I think that's what Kurt was going for. Kurt was more trying to get people to say, no, this game is not done correctly. I mean, he went about it the wrong way, like we've discussed this a hundred times. But yeah. like, he was like, this game is done the wrong way. This needs to be fixed. They didn't ask me that I'm a pro. They should have asked me. Da, 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 da. Let's all try and make a, like, a stand. And so I get what he was getting at. But like I said, it was just... Yeah. I don't Do like that- some of their justifications. I really don't like some of their justifications. Um, I I think that when you go after, um, like I thought it was crass and wrong of him to go after game changers personally because, like you know, stay in your lane, dude. Like if you were gonna say, oh yeah, MS Dusty, the only reason he beat me is because the age of this game. Da da da. Fine, I've got no problem. Go after your competitors because genuinely, that actually makes it more interesting for me. I don't really care until there are more personalities in, and I don't mind them respectfully having a go at each other, you know, not throwing um, a dolly at a bus. But um, 
when he goes after people that have literally, they're not in his zone, they're not part of what he's doing, that was really wrong. But some of EA's justifications for banning him are just wild. And I weren't happy about that. I, if they'd have just said, yeah, do you know what? Stop going after the game changers. They've got nothing to do with you. You're being a twat. Here's a two-month ban. I would have applauded them for it. Okay, yeah, I think... No. Sorry, carry on. Again, it's it's difficult to judge, though, because it's not really being transparent. They are, None of the two sides, I think, story. Obviously, Kurt has shown some excerpts, I think, of the emails he got. Yeah. Which is perfectly fine and which is probably true. But we don't really know what else has happened behind the scenes. Defending you mainly on this point, because as I said, I think it's a very harsh decision to make. But we don't really know everything. And I think that's why it's difficult for us to really... Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. Um, I totally um, agree. I, I think it was a bad decision on his part. He revealed that AEA actually offered to uh, send him over to Vancouver and to meet them and to discuss what he didn't like about the game, um, which that's better treatment than any game changer would have got. And he declined oh man, that. Where's our trip to Vancouver? I want a trip to Vancouver. I think this exactly. game is... Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so I think in general, we've given Kurt a lot of airtime over the last few yeah. weeks, months. Um, um, I just wanted to like add a quick thing. Um, the... He brought up, you know, like, oh, I think Corey and Zara are fantastic and, you know, it's much higher up and stuff. We've got to remember that EA are not like five people, you know, in a tent. This is a thousand people at least employed and not everybody's going to be perfect and they have to come to a decision together. And it's very difficult. And not only that, but this is a company that has gone from, you know, six, seven years ago winning the Golden Pool Award for the worst um, company in America so actually being quite liked at the moment I mean I haven't really I haven't had such a high opinion and I haven't heard such high opinions of EA until the last year and that's fantastic and you know what they're not going to get every single decision right but I'm not the biggest fan of this decision I think it's over the top but they had to make a decision at least they've actually done so and at least they've somewhat communicated it to us it's not transparent enough but it's a stepping stone I think you've slightly exaggerated it when you say they're sort of being quite light. Um, for me, Battlefront is still in the memory, I think, for a lot of people. But when you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. Yeah, and, and they're going up. They're going up. I mean, come on. We've got we've got community managers that are actually trying to translate to us and yeah. are really trying to get people involved. We've got game changers now and people being like brought into the game to at least offer feedback in a much better way. I'm, like, I'm massively impressed with the... Um, response this year I've been actually up and down with this game I'm not the biggest fan of it but I'm a massive fan of the the change around and the more of an open doors policy beforehand it was a bolted shut door at least now we're starting to see a creak of light okay cool so I think we've given Kurt more than enough airtime than he deserves and that'll be it for a while for him (coughs) but let's give someone who actually deserves it's some air time on a podcast and talk to Queenie about um we just we uh, invite John today obviously um you're a game changer and you've got um your own stuff going on like your YouTube channel I wanted to first ask you like where people can find you and what you're up to at the moment within FIFA yeah that's a very good question um you can find me on Twitter of course um at football Queenie and on YouTube then at football Queen 
And at the moment, I have to admit, I've been slacking a bit, but usually there should be some videos up, especially concerning career mode at the moment, I have to say, but stuff you can you can see on my channel. Awesome. So uh, we wanted to ask you like a few questions. What got you into FIFA slash foot? Um, I think it's probably just my general passion for football, okay. which started off quite early and I played football myself quite a bit actually. And then I started to play FIFA as well because of that. Cool. So like what position your... did you play oh. in football? Um, I have to say I started as a striker and then in one tournament our goalkeeper picked up an injury and I had to replace her the golden glove for that tournament and from oh, that wow. point onwards I was just in goal. <laughs> there go. so, yeah. so you did the reverse Ronaldo? Basically, yeah. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Do you still play or like at all or not really no i don't anymore it got quite rough towards the end the older the people get the more aggressive they get as well Indeed. Oh. Uh, do you have like a favorite fifa over the years that you look back at and think oh uh, like, those, those are the days probably like around fifa 15 maybe around that time i just I was young as well, and I just played at the weekend and played some career mode mostly, and because I'm quite easily impressed um, at that time, I think whatever came during that period was fine. Um, but yeah, probably the older ones more than. Uh, ones. Did you do unrealistic things like make Liverpool win the league? Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> If you want a real I challenge, love how you laugh about your own jokes. Actually, that's brilliant. Um... <laughs> and you just got destroyed. <laughs> Steven, oh, that is uh, savage. Um, it's just, oh, I kind of help myself. No, I, just... I, did, I did weird things then, yeah, and no, like weird things. I mean, unrealistic. <laughs> so, do you play a lot of um, FIFA Ultimate Team at the moment? Like, have you played much this year? Um, foot champs or anything like that? Never I've got time, yeah. I mean, I'm busy every now and then where I just I can't play the game at all. But I've tried to a little more than beforehand because, as I said, I started off with career mode and then after a while I got into foot as well. But I never really stopped playing career mode as much as I did yeah. before. So um, I'm trying to get more used to playing on... I mean, I play online a lot, but... I think uh, so. I'm trying to get better at, at the weekend league and at division games and all that. So, uh, what's your team at the moment then? Nothing too interesting, really. Just a normal uh, Premier League team with a couple of fringe league players in them. I said I like a cheap beast, and I've got people like Lala now in my squad and all of that. I just I like those players, which are a bit more. I mean, to be fair, a lot of people playing with him now because he is a very good right back but use some of the cheaper players and I, I can't, don't really go for like legends and all of that I, I'm, I'm a massive fan of that personally um, I, I, I've for years until the end of the game or if I pack someone amazing um, I've always had like a team of I used to call them the island of misfit toys because you know it'd be weird people I mean that's how I've become such a fan of charisma is I got him into my team early last year and I've become such a fan of how he played on the game. I actually, I literally watch every single one of his games now. But 
yeah, I, I, I just he was so much fun to play with. I was like, I hope he's this fun to watch because I remember I've, I've watched him bits and bobs all my life, but um, I was like, oh, he's so he's so much fun to play with. I hope he plays like this in real life. He is one of the few players that every single touch in real life is a skill move. Yeah, he does a lot of skill moves. Yeah, he's a very creative, and it, and it's more fun to watch as well because he's very like to the other players. He actually tries some some more moves. Yeah, yeah. With the normal ball roll and all of that. I used to love um, Pyatt because he used to use a lot of skill moves and he was like, he was just magic and then he was a snake, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but yeah, he did. They're, they're, so, what are your favourite cheap beasts on this FIFA then? Who would you say are like the best cheap beasts? I have to admit, I really like defenders on this game. That's kind of weird because obviously, normally you're focusing on the attack, but. People like Kimpembe are just brilliant, I think. They're oh. extremely good. Yeah, he, he's good. Yeah, is really good this year. Um, and he gets the link to Lala, I suppose, as well, which helps you out quite Exactly, yeah. He gets a strong link then. Even people like Fabinho, I really like playing with. Keita is someone I really like using in career mode, and for some reason he plays really well for me there. He's not that good on foot. Oh, so, really? That, yeah, that does make like sense. Yeah, he doesn't perform as well there. Oh, me mm, interesting <coughs> as a woman in fifa how have you found like the experience like especially at um the uh capture event because remember we had gabby on as well uh miss bartha yeah. and she said that there wasn't a lot of um women so how have you found women in fifa and other than obviously um fangs <laughs> do you do you see a lot of women in fifa what, what do you think can be done to get more women fifa Cut out at one point, so I'm not sure. Did Gabby say there were a lot of women or not? No, there was not a lot of women, yeah. she said. She said it was basically you, um, Kiki, and her. Yeah. Um, I th- well, with regard to Gamescom and to the capture event, it was actually m- out, obviously, but I think they did a good job in getting quite a few women in, actually. Especially with the capture event, there were quite a few there. And they've all in all added quite a few to the game changer net- network as well. So I think they've done quite a good job in that sense. One point, Corey, I think it was, said that around about 40% of the players now. So there's a lot of people playing FIFA um, who are girls. 40%? Just wow. wow. This one. But, I think it was around that mark. But there's not 40% of the people in the e-gaming scene or anything like that. No. Um, I think it's difficult to say, but I feel like females don't really see the point in being that vocal about it. There's, I, I don't really see a lot of sport players in general that are female. Yeah. With regard to game. Um, there might I, be more people actually streaming the game. That That's true. But I don't really see a lot of people to a game to actually play it competitively. So I don't think that's just a FIFA thing. Um but on the whole, as I said, obviously it's it's nice to see more girls getting involved or them getting more girls involved because enough people playing the game who are female. Um, so I think that's a good thing and it can only get better from this point onwards, I think. Um, so one point I was just going to make, um, and I don't know if you agree, but I made this on the podcast we had Gabby on. And I think it's that they have to establish that initial like um, foundation of like female 
gamers, female game changers, Twitch streamers, pro players. And once that happens, then there has the chance to snowball. And I think, I think EA's done a really good job inviting more women to like the capture event and stuff. And once that happens, then organically, it's only going to create more female people who are into games like FIFA because I think it's natural that you're more likely to gravitate to something if you see people you can relate to and more like you doing it. That's completely true. And I think they did a good job with regard to different platforms as well because obviously I'm more on YouTube and Twitter. Gabby's on Twitch and Twitter. Uh, Kiki's on Twitch. And there were some other girls there who are mainly on Twitch and then some on YouTube. So I think you just have a spread across the different platforms. I think there's even someone from Mixer, I believe it is. I don't really know that platform too well, but it was quite a diverse mix of yeah. people involved, yeah. which I think is really good. But talking about stuff like that, so what have you done as like a game changer? What do you do? Like, so we've spoken to um, uh, Miss Barca, we've spoken to Michael about it. Um, yeah. So what do you do? What like what do you do as your game changer role? Because obviously everyone has a different one. I'm, I'm quite interested in what the other two said about this, actually. Um, I don't really think I've got like a demarcated role and place I keep, but it's mainly just to build up a relationship with the community, with people that you've interacted for the past years now, and then actually get the feedback from these people and then pass it on. I think that is the main thing, because apart from us being able to go to these events and getting a first insight look, the key thing is that people are actually interested in change yeah. and getting the game to be changed by committing some time and having a real interest and passion for the game in my main role. But I think that probably is the role for everyone. I don't know what. Yeah, are. no, but like, so Michael was like, oh yeah, certain people get stuff from Twitter and share it in their, in their discord and others yeah. are a bit less vocal, like more not yeah. technical with it. So Michael's quite technical with it. And mm. um, he was like, oh, yeah, what are you doing to stop cheaters on PC? Because he was the only one PC game changer, which is actually bullshit. But I'm not going to get into that. Um, he He's like, what are you doing to stop people cheating on PC? What are you doing this? What are you doing that? So I was just wondering if there was like things. So do you like, because I know you asked that question. You asked the uh, question, like people that went to uh, Gamescom and went to berlin like is it just me or is the get what have you seen the difference was we did start a massive argument with some person because i was like oh have yeah, you noticed no. this and, um yeah. yeah i think it's more focused on gameplay um obviously michael is in a bit of a special position because as he just said he's the only one really um who plays on pc and and that's the only one who can really give feedback on that part of the game but I've always said this actually. For me, the game is for if the gameplay is good because all of the other stuff is just stuff around you playing the game. That's the key point. If that doesn't work out, then I don't really see a point in playing the game. So yeah. for me, it's just important to keep on being able to share the opinion and other people's opinion and experiences and pass those on to the people in charge to then hopefully at some point create the best gameplay we can it's never going to be perfect and i've said this a number of times i think now because no game i know is perfect but it's just trying to incorporate what people have noticed and hopefully erase some of the obvious issues within the game 
Okay. Awesome. Cool. Mm. Okay. Amazing. Um, I think we're pretty much there. So uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been really interesting to get a different perspective. It's interesting each game changer, like we said, seems to have like a slightly different perspective on the way things are going. And Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like Queenie knows the game is trash but won't say it. Oh, no. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> She said she said the game is trash and that she would smash up fangs in like six or seven nil. That's what she said. Uh, don't sum up your own points. Um, but... <laughs> I really like this. I, 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 just had, I just heard something about Liverpool not being very good, but um uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I support Man United, you can rip into me all day long. But no, I won't, don't worry. Uh, I, I don't need that in my life, actually. <laughs> exactly, depressing. you've got enough of that already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoyed She's that. very subtle with her disses, you know that. She yes. eviscerates. Subtle she just cuts. Just, yeah, that's it. Ironically, a German's being very efficient with their words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay, so... And on, on that note, yeah, on that go, note, let's go out of here. Uh, <laughs> that didn't work okay well yeah thank you so much for being a guest um we've really enjoyed it um and on that note it is goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me (laughs) awesome thank you very much and thank you very much for coming on queenie it's been fun thank you so much hashtag (laughs) gerard's crap